This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. podcast yeah yeah we here we here what's what up is, what is up people uh chilling 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 what is the season four episode 20 uh i'll say yes yes welcome 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 one one and all uh thank you for being patient with us because we did not do our uh our episode last week i don't remember why but i'm sure there was a good reason uh it was a lot of reasons there's a lot of reasons. There was a lot that was going couldn't on. Do, we couldn't do Sunday. Then we couldn't do Tuesday. Then we, could, we just kept going back. Yeah, it was a lot, and so it was just like let's just let's just not. What happened Sunday? I don't even remember. A lot, a lot was occurring. Yes, quite a bit was occurring. So we couldn't do it, but we bike. We bike now. Yeah. We bike now. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to give you all some quality uh, content and conversation for today. Quality. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna pack it up and take it home we ain't trying to be i think i'm over the two-hour podcast like situation in my life i don't want to do that anymore <laughs> no um mean? no because i be i be beat by the time and i also realized that as a listener i don't know if i have the patience for long podcasts anymore either yeah yeah i think i think when i was going to work like every day i, th- I think i think the travel helps long podcasts. yeah but i'm like the now travel. i'm like my attention span ain't even like it's got to be very, very compelling. It's hard for me to me sit to down attention. and listen to a podcast. Yeah, um, like I listen to a podcast now. It, it's like thirty to forty minutes. I'm cool. That's the um, hood politics. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's good. Thirty to forty minutes. I am good. Pretty much. Pretty much. That was it. So um, I started back going to work uh, two days a week last week. Hated it. Um, yeah. I do more work. I I get more done being home. This this back to work thing is not really thrilling me. And then I was all excited to try the taco place by my job and it just didn't give what it was supposed to give when I went. So I just, the whole experience by and large is overrated at best. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see how long they keep going with this in-person work scenario. Cause ain't nobody even in the building. I feel like we wasting the people, electricity, air conditioning, just everything, and yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they, they can't stop paying for. It. And I only thing they probably I understand. can't. They got a, they probably yeah. got a little reprieve when everything first happened, but they probably been paying the rent for the last year. Yeah, they paying for rent last year. Number one, number two, like it. It's one thing, but like all, all the students aren't connected. Yeah. So uh, all the students aren't like like do well with Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. So I know they want to come in and talk to people. Yeah. In person. Yeah. They would rather do that. That's cool. That's super cool. I just I just would like to not be there. Um 
in the in the void because ain't nobody anybody in there like i think tuesday there was like 10 people on the whole floor including me i was like mm. so much electricity being wasted first 10 people cleaning people had to come keep you know doing their their rounds of cleaning i'm like it's too much I didn't think I would feel this way. I was actually excited to like be back in the office. I was like, you know, getting up, breaking up the monotony of being home all day, blah, 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 blah. Meh. Yeah. It's about Big you. meh. You're like, yeah, me, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big meh, yeah. But you know, whatever. It's fine. At least I don't have to go on Mondays because that would just break my heart exponentially. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's what's going on. What's going well, on with you? You're, you're busy, busy, busy. Um, Yeah. Just a lot of stuff. I've been getting a lot of, um, doing a lot of work with the um, business. Booked and busy with the business. Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC. Yeah. Where creativity meets business. Yes. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this bears more fruit. Yes, yes. It's, it's, <laughs> what be, it's looking very fruitful and we're, we're prayerful that it will continue to do so. Yes. Hoping it bears more fruit. Um, I'm getting a little antsy, but hopefully it bears more fruit. Don't be antsy, son. I'm not antsy. Don't be antsy. Um, Got ants in your pants? But shout out to everybody who's watching. Mark, I'm not mature. I don't understand. Listening um, on, <laughs> the, uh, on the streaming platforms, on the YouTubes, on the Patreons. As we love all of y'all. Yes, we, we love y'all. Thank we appreciate y'all so y'all. much for every second of support that you have for us. Yes. Yes, indeed. So we, we are very happy for every one of you. Yes. Um. We should at one point do a live show though. Okay. Like we, we should. Like next season, last season, like we we won't be able to do it after we're not yeah. doing this anymore. So we should we should at one point just let's just see how it goes. Yes, we should try it. We should try it. Hopefully, you know, this whole COVID thing can Yeah, twenty 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 two we'll 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 get a live show together. We will we will give it a whirl. We will give it a whirl and see what's happening out there. Check temperature, check the pulse. Yeah. The pulse. The pulse. Okay. So, um, yeah, once again, welcome. Thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. Let's get into the podcast. So we're going to get into our love it or lose it segment. Love it or lose it. Hey. Love it or lose hey, it. Hey, hey, hey. Love it hey. or lose it. Hey. Love it hey, or hey, lose hey. it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. All right, so. What are the snaps for? Did Okay. All right. Um, Love it or lose it, if you don't know what it is, usually we have four choices. We have four choices that we usually um, cut in French. Have in okay. Sorry, I was really thinking hard. I was like, "What's the what's the French?" <laughs> yeah, four Carry choices. On. Sorry. And usually, on those four choices, we have to choose. Only one person knows all the four choices, and you have to choose one that you would love, hold on to, never let go, and one you would lose, throw away, and never want to see again. All right, and. The love it or lose it for this episode twenty is um general general topic. We're just gonna call it breakfast foods because I I, I'm not, I usually try to try to get deeper into it breakfast foods. Uh, okay, I mean you know this is where we are. Um, 
And the breakfast foods are they're 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 similar in um what they are though. Okay. Um, are between cereal, uh huh, oatmeal, uh huh, oat bran, mm-hmm. and porridge. Hmm. And speaking of porridge, because you just had some porridge, so I was like, let's put the porridge in there. Yes. Jamaican uh, cornmeal porridge specifically. Cornmeal porridge specifically, yes. Yes. Not, not just porridge. Not not go to Lox porridge. What kind of porridge did Golden Lox have? Nope, who cares? I, I want to know. I want to get into this. I want to do I want to do my Googles. It's, I'm pretty sure it's in different countries. Right, but I it's just want to know. Like, I feel like Goldilocks is what like... What country is Goldilocks in? I assume... Let me see. What, what could it be? It's not German. I don't think. They do porridge in Germany? I don't know. I'm like, we're really over here Googling this right now. Because <laughs> Country of origin for a Bogo Deluxe? It says it's a British fairy tale, so I'm assuming she was in Britain. Is it England? I'm actually shocked by that. You're actually shocked by that? Okay. Why? Well, the story isn't shocking when you think about it. England was the world's largest colonizer at one point, and Goldilocks essentially colonized the bearers' home and their food. So it, it's, it's very on brand. <laughs> it, it's giving on brand, for sure. Got it. For sure. Doesn't surprise me at all. It yeah, adds up. So I guess it's British porridge? Yeah. British porridge. Uh... Yeah, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be... So British porridge is kind of just oats. Okay. It's not cornmeal. Okay, it's just it's just oats. It's probably more close to the oat brand, honestly. Oh. Okay. S- sans the flavor you put in. Sans the flavor, because allegedly the British food isn't given what it's supposed to give in terms of flavor. Yeah. But not allegedly. People who ate it said that, so it's not alleged. They said it. Um, so yes, you said um, cereal, cereal, oatmeal, oatmeal, oat brand, oat brand, cornmeal porridge. porridge, cornmeal porridge. This is hard because I don't, I don't. <sighs> if I. If I had to make a choice, the option's probably cereal. Okay. Um, and the reason is, like, health, mostly. Because um, I'm not a healthy cereal eater. I, I eat cereals that are sugary and bad for you. I don't, I don't eat the kashi. I don't eat the honey bunches of oats. I, don't uh, eat, I love those, too. I don't eat any of those. Those are nasty. I the the mo- the healthiest cereal I'll eat is Special K. Maybe you you don't like a lot of maybe you don't like a lot of different things in your cereal. Yeah, I don't like a lot of mix in cereal. Like yeah, and it, so it, honey it, bunches it's, of it's oats very, and the kashi. Like I've tried to eat them under the guise of being healthy, but I have to chew too much through one spoonful. Yeah, you don't you don't feel cerealish. No, like cereal is corn flakes and and frosted flakes as far as I'm concerned. I guess so, you feel like it's like a. Trail mix inside of a bowl. Yes, it's, it's a trail mix in a bowl with milk. <laughs> it's too much, and it's Got just it. I hate it. It's disgusting. Yeah, it. I, I like it, but I understand. What you're it's saying. for people, but I'm not the people that it's for. Yeah. So yeah, like I only eat one type of cereal, which is essentially a frosted flake or cornflake situation. And if I want to jazz it up, I'll get Special K. But beyond that, that's that's about as far as it goes for me. And then I'm not really a huge fan of milk. As a person, like if milk is like cooked into something and I can't smell or taste the milk, that's one thing. But sometimes I get grossed out by the smell of milk Word. and cereal is like very raw milk. 
in my face. And so sometimes, sometimes it gets a little weird for me. I still will eat a bowl of cereal occasionally, like, because I bought cereal, I think, last week and I've been eating it this week. But before that, when was the last time I ate cereal? I can't even tell you. Okay. It's been months. Because at one point I just stopped buying cereal because I was like, I'm not eating this. This is just staying up here and going bad. So, yeah, it would probably be cereal for me. Uh, that would be my lose it. Okay. Um, for me, I think maybe it's oat bran. Okay. You're not a huge fan of that. Um, I think it's because it's too grainy. Okay. Compared to the other ones. Okay. Um, the other ones seem more smooth to me. Mm-hmm. I think the old brand is too grainy. Sometimes. Okay. Like they all like can be flavored well. Mm-hmm. But the old brand, I think it's just that little like um, I feel like little grains is just too much. So it's a texture issue. Yeah, it's just like it's just, and it's not just like it's like the extra texture mm-hmm. <laughs> that I I feel like I'm I'm consuming. That I, okay. don't, that I don't want to consume. But I feel like the honey bunches of oats, you got to like chew a lot more. It's a lot of jaw work. Yeah, but it's milk in that to me. And, and I like electronics, like even do. though it kills me. Yeah. Even though like I, I, I'm like, I like trail mix, but I'm only limited to like one kind. Yeah, yeah. Trail mix, <laughs> it's just, trail mix is a death trap for you many times. I'm only limited to one kind, but I do like it. Okay. All right. I I'm, I personally am a fan of the the old brand myself, but you know I understand. Yeah, it was the texture that it did take me a little while to get. You like to. you like granola? Nah. Okay, that's why. Great. I like granola. If I'm starving, you know what an old brand old brand is kind of like. It's kind of like oatmeal with sand. Oatmeal with sand. <laughs> Not oatmeal with sand. With, with, with finely grained sand. It's it's it, it's an acquired taste. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's not. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying it's disgusting. I'll, I'll have it. Once in a while, but, but like, just... yeah, you're never like a big fan. Like Avery used to eat oat bran every day for a little while. Yeah. It's okay. Like I'm not against it, but it's just, it's not, it's not my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Cause even when I make it and I'm like, oh, there's oat bran. You'd be like, man, thanks. Like you don't be ungrateful. You just don't be necessarily thrilled. Like, oh my God. Like, oh, oh God. No, no, never, 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 right. ever. But you love it. Uh, the cornmeal porridge. Yeah. I haven't had it in a while, but I assume I remember. There's some in the it. fridge. You're going to enjoy it when you have it. Uh, <laughs> I went to Dunn's River, like prior to recording this, for the people who don't know, Dunn's River is a Jamaican yeah, restaurant yes. in uh, Rockville Center, Long Island. And they do a Sunday brunch and uh, cornmeal porridge is part of the brunch. And it's it's a delight. And I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not really a hot cereal like fanatic. Like I like oatmeal. I like oat bran. Like I'll eat it, but like I kind of have to be in the mood for it. Like it's not just something you can present to me. Like I have to want it. And when I first heard about cornmeal porridge, I was like, well, that doesn't sound like anything I'd like to have. And it has nutmeg, which is a spice I'm not particularly over the moon about as a person. Like, but that's another story. But I remember the first time I went to Dunn's River and I tried that porridge and I was like, what is this? This is culinary delight. My tongue is excited. I like this. So a good cornmeal porridge, I'm with it. 
because cornmeal porridge is like it's it's fine but it doesn't taste grainy Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like one of those porridges that like because i like food to be hot and i feel like oat bran and oatmeal you have to let cool down a little bit before you eat it but like cornmeal porridge i guess because of how fine it is like it can be like sort of hot and still and like i feel like it's 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 best when it's kind of hot for me i don't know if other people feel that way but for me it's 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 best when it's kind of hot and so i like it It doesn't make like because i feel like even with oatmeal and oat bran like there's a lot of chewing involved like cornmeal porridge is it's kind of like soupy but not like runny, if that makes any sense. It's kind of like a thick soup almost um, in terms of texture. And I like that. It's delicious. So if you want to try some so you can understand what I mean, go to uh, Dunn's River in Jamaica. I mean, not in Jamaica, in uh, Rockville Center. Word. Or I guess if you go to Jamaica, you can get porridge from there. They yeah. make it there. That makes sense. So yeah, the cornmeal porridge for me. What about you? What's your love it? Um... I think I still like the cereal. Okay. But cornmeal porridge is a close second. Okay. Um, I do like the cereal. Um, you do. And because like there's, there's a lot of cereals I do. It's very very rarely I have a cereal I don't like. Yeah, you, it's very you're, rarely. You're you're a cereal person. Like most cereal, I'm cool with. What what cereal don't you like? Like decidedly don't like. I guess if it has, if it has, if it's too sugary, okay, or is no flavor, mm. so either extreme, okay, <laughs> either extreme, I'm not, I'm not messing with. So you were never a Frosted Flakes kid. You were never uh, Frosted Flakes is like my limit, and like Frosted Flakes sometimes is too much. Okay, Frosted Flakes my limit. Like you didn't like Lucky Charms no. and, and what was that other one? Tricks. You didn't like any of those? No, those weren't for you. Okay, all right. I'm I'm the kid that like, I would see the commercial. I'm like, that sounds exciting. My mother was like, nah, nah, nah. And then when I finally got it, I was like, oh, this is trash. It's like I see why my mother was supporting. <laughs> I see why she was like, you can't, you can't have that. That's not for you. Yeah, but it's because I, I if you don't grow up on sugar, sugar is trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. If you I, I can see that. If you though. don't eat a lot of sugar <laughs> growing up in your cereal, and you have sugar in your cereal, mm-hmm. it is disgusting. I could see that. I could. I could see that. It is like, what? What is this? Why? Why would you do this? I. I agree. I agree. Like of of like in terms of candies and sweets, I always assume the marshmallow candies are the worst. Oftentimes they are. They are the worst. The marshmallow candies are the worst to me because I feel like it's just it's it's just like sugar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like sugar formed something here. I'm like, you don't want to. When a jazz with some fruitiness into it, like I can't just like sugar by itself does nothing for me. I need to be has some fruit into it. <laughs> like I can't. Don't just give me sugar. <laughs> it yeah. does nothing. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not as excited about sugar as I am at all. Like don't just give me sugar. That 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 sugar. I'm like sugar me down, darling. I'm like you're get, like nah. I, need, I need some jazz in my sugar. If you give me sugar, give me some jazz. Jazz. Not, not the sugar can't be the can't be the spice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like all the sugar. I'm fine. I'm I'm fine with this. I'm, yeah, I'm with it. The sugar, the sugar can't it can't be the spice. 
Um, anything else? Nah, man. That was it. All right. That was our love it or, or lose, lose it. it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 I'm not really sure <laughs> why we decided to do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But we're going to move on, darling. We're going to move on. Word. So um, this week's topic uh, was inspired by a post I saw on Instagram. I think it was, somebody sent it to me, but I think it was like on the Shade Room or Balderiller or one of those pages. So essentially there was a couple who had a destination wedding somewhere and people, I guess, did not show up after RSVPing yes and saying that they were going to attend. And so the couple or the couple's wedding planner or whatever sent out invoices to cover the the meal costs, I guess, of the individuals who did not attend. And it became a big uh, debate on the social medias. And so I kind of wanted to talk about it here today like I was talking about it in my like work group chat and we were we were kind of going going through like the scenario and like what would prompt someone to do that so I wanted to talk about it here on the podcast because we too experienced uh people saying yes they were gonna come and then ended up not showing the day of and they didn't give any like notice that they weren't coming and truth be told we didn't notice that they weren't there until like later on like the next day or a couple days later when we were looking at the seating chart and it was like oh so-and-so wasn't there so-and-so wasn't there so I kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit so I guess what's what's your what's your take on billing uh absent guests for the cost of of so of food or whatever I number one I think if that does occur it's somebody who usually doesn't throw events that's number one. Okay. Like you so, mean the person that doesn't show up or the couple that's getting the couple, married? The couple who's yeah. getting married. They mm-hmm. don't usually throw events. Because if someone who knows used those events knows no matter what event you have, people don't come. And you just gotta bite that bullet. Yeah. Um, like if we have an event at, if you have an event at my house and I get stuff ready for ten people and two people don't come. I just got two places of food. I like, right. It's just about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's a very common thing to happen mm-hmm. is when things don't happen. The reason why it's because um, it becomes a conversation is because of how much sometimes things are per plate mm-hmm. um, for weddings. Yes. Right. Um, sometimes it comes to 125, 150. Some weddings, 200 a plate. Yeah. Depending on whatever it is, you, wherever you're at, what kind of wedding you're doing, the time of year, blah, blah, blah. Correct. So if a significant amount of people didn't come, it was such a loss in revenue in their mind. They're like, yeah, like, like so, if you're paying like $150 a plate and 10 people didn't come, that's $1,500 that you could have in theory spent on, on something, something else. else. Correct. Yeah. So like that. So I, I understand where it comes from. And the reality is even the people who like are um, saying that uh, that's foolish, you should never do that. In their mind, 
people want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people want to do that because it's like, but it's just conduct says no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and event planning says no. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just event planning. So it, it becomes a, it's it, it just, it's it's people who don't usually throw events are now throwing this expensive affair. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that, that that is a conundrum of weddings, I think. Yeah. The conundrum of weddings is you're taking two people who may have never thrown an event in their life, mm-hmm. throw an exact elaborate affair. Right. The largest <laughs> event they will ever throw. Most <laughs> of the times. Throw an elaborate affair. Yes. And, on, and with, with planning, with events, with things going on. Benefit is many times they it has its own schedule of events mm-hmm. that happens at all weddings. That's why like most of them don't. It's not really a big difference. Yeah. Um. But it's just a th- big event that's supposed to be entertaining to guests. Right. <laughs> that's expensive money thing for with the assumption that um people are going to come mm-hmm. enjoy themselves and give gifts. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's 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 it's. Weddings are a weird conundrum in that sense. Yeah. It's weird in terms of like take two people, they mad no it's like throw a elaborate event and do it. Go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> take your money and figure it out. Yes. Figure out how, how event planning works. Yes. In the midst <laughs> of like dealing with everyone, i.e. your family, your friends, the internet telling you this is what you're supposed to do, this is how you're supposed to do certain things, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. For me, I understand the point of view of being upset or angry that people RSVP to your wedding and then didn't show up. Because as we all know, black people don't RSVP for anything. So No, just your family specifically. And your family specifically will not RSVP for an event. In their minds, it's like, you, you know I'm coming and it's like, no, I don't. I don't know anything, um, which is crazy because for our wedding, the majority of the people that didn't show were family who were, you know, I'm coming type people. So <laughs> it's like you're dealing with that in addition to all the other stress of planning a large event or an event like on a large scale outside of anything you've ever planned, like on your own. And you have all this pressure for everything to be perfect and blah, 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 blah. So I understand the frustration that people feel that would lead them to feel like, you know what, I'm going to invoice these people because they inconvenienced me. They made me spend money I didn't have to spend or I could have spent someplace else, whatever the case is. I understand. However, while I would never not attend someone's wedding that I RSVP'd to without giving notice as much as I could. You can't send me a bill for a wedding I didn't attend. Like, we not friends no more. Like, you tried me. Like, if 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 that were to ever happen, God forbid, and somebody sent me an invoice, I'm not sending you anything. We're not friends anymore. Please lose my number. Please lose my address. Yeah. Like, because who, who, who are you? Are you Con Ed? Are you National Grid? Who are you? Why? Why? It's the audacity for me. Yeah, be, be, to I, send me a bill. You know nah. what it is. You know what it is. I think what happened is people got switched over to to expecting gifts from people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's something that most people do. Yeah, 
right? Um, but it's still a gift. Yeah. It's still not required. Right. <laughs> Even though like people like look down on people who don't give gifts and who don't um like they always say like um you try to find out how much per plate and you pay per plate. Mm-hmm. Or usually people stay with like a hundred dollars for like two um like that's that's usually what a lot of people go with mm-hmm. in terms of like gifts and everything from there. Yeah. But like it's still not required. Right, right. <laughs> it's still not required. Like even though, like I said, we might look down on it many times. It's still not required. Right. If someone does it, you'll give them side eye, like, uh, yeah. Because here's the but thing: like, it's it's still not required. And 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 you and you also know even even with that sense, like at our wedding, we know that like a lot of people who are married, and a lot of them will probably give the gifts because mm-hmm. like they're used to it. Right. They know they know how this works. Right. A lot of people older know how this works. People 25 and under, you don't really expect. Right. <laughs> so, but you invite them. Yeah, and you invite them. And if you get a gift, it's not going to be like humongous. Yeah, because they're they trying to figure life out. Yeah, you, you expect. Like, okay, I yeah, know it's like, all right. Got it. Your cousin who don't, got, don't really hold on a job, you expect that. Right. Like, you know, like, you're not like. And see, here's my thing. Speaking of the gifts, to me, I'm like, what if those people couldn't attend your wedding Something came up last minute. They weren't able to contact you or let you know. And maybe they did try to contact you because let's be clear on the day of my wedding. I had no idea where my phone was for the majority of the day. So if someone was trying to contact me, they would not have succeeded because I didn't know where my phone was. So if somebody was trying to call me to tell me, oh, we can't make it. Something came up. I would have missed it. But what if those people were like, oh, you know, I missed their wedding, but I'm going to send them a gift you know, to make up for it and I'll explain whatever, whatever. But before they get a chance to do that, you send them an invoice. Like, it's, also, it's giving me money grab. It's also, giving me money grab. Also, like, I understand you do an invoice. Like, zero people have to pay you. Right. Like, there's no, like, there, there, there's there's no, no legal... There's no legally binding. We, we, yeah. There, there was no, this is a service we're paying for right. upfront thing. Right. You can't just be like, hey... It was like because what am I giving you three hundred dollars for? And I still didn't eat anything, so I'm just giving you three hundred dollars for the fun. You're charging me three hundred dollars for a dinner I didn't eat. Nah, I'm yeah. not giving you that. There, there, there was no, no there's no. That's not how contracts work. No, so me like, agreeing to attend your wedding is not a contract. So they they probably were bad at business also because bad businesses do that too. I I don't know what they thought. They it was some like ooh. It, like there's there's a lot of things they haven't thrown events. They don't know how business works. It's a lot because like I've seen that happen in businesses where like. Someone would um, someone would do a service, not tell them what the price was, and mm. then just bill them. Yeah. Without saying, I'm like, you, you want to tell them the price? Right. Like what? Or like, what is this? Or even say a price before, and then just bill something higher, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it was more. I was like, that's not what we're about. That's not how this works. You got to explain <laughs> yeah. all the things. You, you, have, you have to clear, clear it out. You can't yeah. just spring a bill on. Yeah. Like, that's not how that works. That That almost never goes well. It almost never ends with the bill being paid as you had hoped. Um, and I don't know, like, I, I just feel like the whole concept of billing somebody is like just coothless. Like, who raised y'all? Who, like, where did y'all come from? Like, would you do the same thing if you invited people out for like a birthday dinner and someone didn't come, but you had to reserve a space? Like, you would send your friend a bill? They, they might. For the birthday. Like, that, that's why I said they might have not done events because like, they, they don't understand, like, what's on your that, mind? Like, they, they were just, I, I think what happened was they were just 
they they sat back, looked at how much money they were spending. They realized it's way too much. We need money. We don't have money for anything. Right. And so like, and then the fact that they spent this money for people, and then they were like, oh, they even come. Right. Like I understand <laughs> so, like, I, the upset. I, I, I get it. I understand the upset, but you you gotta you gotta bite that bullet. You gotta be like, all right. Yeah, like unfortunately, that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to weddings, which is why I understand why people sometimes just decide to do like very small weddings or like destination weddings with like 10 people because I ain't even gonna hold you. Trying to coordinate an event for a hundred plus people is very hard. It's very hard to do yeah. it, especially if you don't have a planner or someone helping you. It's just you and your fiance. And sometimes it's really just the bride because most of the guys are just like, just tell me what money to pay and I'll just do that. So yeah. it's like, it's and, a and, lot of stuff you have to do. And, and it's, not, it's a lot of things you just can't, you can't account for, you can't do. Cause right. like, cause like we, we did all the things we, we tried to do. We did, a, we had an A list. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't say it, we had our B list, we had our C list. Mm-hmm. And we tried to pull people in from there, everything from there. Yeah. And after all that, we were like, we still got to our number. It still came to the point where like, and even like, we found out some people can make it that day, and then like we had random people who were like, oh, "I want to come too." Like, hey, you might as well come. Yeah, and it was still <laughs> after all that, still some seats missing. So yeah. it's like, it, 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 you just can't get away from it. Yeah, it just is what it is. It you happens just, all you, the time. Yeah, you, can't, you can't get away from it. And you just you just kind of have to go into it, uh, expecting that that's gonna happen. I, I would say like just understand that like, um. About ten, maybe about ten percent of people might not make it. Yeah, like that's at least ten percent of people that like you just go into it well, knowing they're not going to make it. Yeah, but but well, usually I think it's usually like five to ten percent. But yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know I understand the catering halls, especially if you go through a tradition traditional like catering situation, they don't care whether a hundred and fifty people came or a hundred and thirty people came. What you made the contract with them for was whatever that number is you gave them. And so you got to pay for that. But to turn around and expect that the people who didn't come are supposed to pay the bill, like, no, you already paid the catering hall. It's not like now you're in arrears and you need this money to clear your your debt. You paid the catering hall before this wedding even began. So why are you now trying to like... Well, they might be in risk with a credit card. You don't know. That's not my business. No, that I'm saying, like, to do. I like they, they, they might be in risk. Right. They might be. That's, that's, that's them people's business. I don't, yeah, that, that they, don't have right. nothing to do with me. Like, why are you trying to now nickel and like, like, is this money worth more than the, the potential friendships or relationships you had with these people? Because even Probably. if the people are dead wrong for like not coming to your wedding and not giving you notice or whatever the case is, like, are you really throwing away your whole relationship with these people? And I mean, you might not care. Yeah, you say, might really they, feel they like not. these people aren't my friends because they didn't come or they didn't do this or they didn't do that. But to me, I'm just like, it's, it's like I said, I, I, I think it's just, it's I, just a back way to it handle was, it. I think it was like, it was just out of anger. I think. Yeah. Whole thing. yeah. I think it was either, it was that they realized how much it was cost. It was cost like that. Cause like, you know, like, the week before the wedding, it'd be mad expenses. Yeah, it'd just be like... So, just, like, he was bleeding money. So, like, they were, like, they were stressed about all the money expenses in there. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't get the money gifts that they expected. Yeah, yeah. At the wedding. So, they were yeah. like, oh, so we, we didn't get what we expected we were going to get. Yeah. Which they might have highballed, whatever it was. Yeah. And then and then, and then that had to, like... <laughs> no, I understand. So, like, I so, get like, it. I get it. I understand where the emotion comes from, but yeah. you still can't do it. Yeah, it's just it's just not okay. Like... 
believe me, I understand. I completely get every every bit of the stress, the anxiety, the everything you go through. But it's like, why why bring that negativity to your to your situation? Like, yeah, you might be upset that people didn't come or didn't do what they were supposed to do. But it's like, at the end of the day, the goal was achieved. You are married to your partner. You're starting life together. Why have this like? negativity and like sourness between you and other people be a part of it. Like you were sour with them cause they didn't come and I understand, but now they sour with you because you sent them a bill and you know, that that's created some issues because now you want to follow up with calling them like, Oh, did you get my invoice? You need to pay me. Like, it's just, you just opening up a door for the relationship to further disintegrate with these people. And I'm like, I don't know if that's worth it. If you decide you don't want to speak to them no more because they didn't come to your wedding and that's cool, whatever, make your choice. But now you turn it into a, you have to pay me. Like, there's no have to, there's no have to. There's I'm, no have to. I'm not, I'm not going to debate you. And people that go into <laughs> and people that go into weddings like looking to like make back the money or get get. I'm like, it would be nice if that happened, but the truth of the matter is that's not always what happens. Like, just do do the wedding that you can comfortably afford to where yeah, you don't like, have to don't, be doing don't, this don't, pulling these types of stunts and shows don't, at don't, the end. Don't do a wedding with the expectation that you're getting money. No. Like don't do if it you like, do, don't, that's don't do it like, great, don't do it like I'll be in debt if I don't get money. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Like <laughs> just just don't. Just don't. Just if I would argue that many people barely break even from their weddings. Many people. And you know, it is what it is, you know. No, most people barely break even. Yeah. Like break even is is strong. Like I don't think we spent that much money so why we almost got there. Yeah. Cuz we didn't spend that much. Yeah. But yeah. like more most people spend more than we did. Yeah. Cuz I'm like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're a traditional if you're going to a traditional like, you know, location and doing the whole hullabaloo blah blah blah. The I think the average cost of a wedding across the United States, I think it's something like $35,000 for the average wedding. So if you think you're making back $35,000 in gifts, that's probably not going to happen. Unless you got some rich friends. Unless you've got some really rich family and friends. And you invite a mad, you invite a mad business associates. Yeah, or you African and they be showering people with money because I heard they be, they be racking up at them African weddings. But beyond that, most people ain't making that thirty-five grand back that they put out. They may get half of it, but they're not gonna get the full thirty-five or even more. Like so, you kind of gotta you kind of gotta go into it knowing that it may potentially be a financial loss. Like if you go into it thinking you're gonna break even or make a profit or like that's just that's not gonna happen. We should have the conversation about why thirty-five thousand is to me. <laughs> I think that's. That's an insane amount of money for a party. Because, I mean, when you think about it, there are people who, like, you've watched the wedding shows. No, I, I've seen it. So there are people whose budget is like 100000 I got it. 200000 Like, people spend a lot. I got it. It's and insane. Then, and then it's, give it. It's still insane. But, but for where we live, it's cheap. No, I got it. It's a steal for where we live. I got it. It's still insane. No, yes, yes. It's still, in, it's still insane <laughs> it. for I, a one-day... Party. If you think about it in reference to other weddings, 
Yes. Yes, it makes sense. Yes. Just in reference to like money. <laughs> yes. It's insane. It's insane. That much money <laughs> being poured into one day that exactly. once it's over, it's over. One day event that people are like 35,000 Spain paying for a putting putting down for like a concert or an event that people are paying to go to. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a different conversation. Yeah. 35,000 for an event or $100,000 for an event that people are coming to free. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a that's a lot that's of a different money. conversation. Yes, it's a different conversation. Yes. Yes. And with, with a wish for gifts. Yes. Cuz I'm like <laughs> Like you don't know people's individual circumstances, you don't know like what people have or don't have to give like so to go in banking on making the money back somehow, like you're going to end up being disappointed every time. And if, if, you, if you haven't made the wedding, if you haven't had a wedding, this is the reason why people will be like, do we have to invite the family? Because family don't, families are going to give the least amount in terms of money gifts. Yes. It, it's just because the family, they're right. just coming to celebrate. They're, they, they're more invested in you. Right. <laughs> and being there just to support you. Yeah. They're more invested in that. Yeah. That's why you try to invite all the church people <laughs> and the co-workers. Yeah. And, and the business like, associates yeah. and, you know. The people in there, like, you, you invite them. Like the people that you're, that, you're, that you're close to, but not as close to as your family. Because those people are the ones that will be more likely to, like, go into their pockets and dig deep. Like, your family's, not to say that they're stingy, but they might not because... They're, they're really here to support you. They're really there to support you, and they've probably contributed financially in some way to the actual wedding, whether they... Or, or just throughout the years. Or or throughout the years, or they've helped you do certain things. So it's just like, you know, it's not... It's, th- it's a different conversation. Yeah, it's a different conversation. Like, I, I think our bid- our biggest financial wedding gift came from family, but um, yeah. that was that was quite the surprise. I did not see that coming. Yeah. I was like, oh, is that, does that say what I think it says? All right. But, you know, uh, it's not it's not common. It's not common. So, you know, like I said, I understand where the people are coming from. I understand the frustration. I understand the upset. But like, nah, you out. You just you just got to take the L and move on. (laughs) And you can feel how you want to feel about the people. You can be as mad as you want to be. But like, yeah, you you've officially crossed the line into who raised you human. When you do something like that, because I can't like the level of uh, the the lack of couth to do something like that. Like I would absolutely you would absolutely look completely different in my eyes if you did something like that to me. I would really have to reevaluate how how great of a friend you are. Like, like I would have to question everything because you really sat down and got on Microsoft Word or Adobe. Uh, what's what's the thing? Anything really? Yeah, Final Cut, whatever it is. You got on 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 one of them apps and made an invoice to give me. That's what you did. In the time that you made that invoice, you could have maybe picked up your phone and called me and asked me what happened or had a conversation. But you sat there and typed up a whole document and emailed it to me. Nah, you're out of your mind. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send a send a letter back saying I will not pay. <laughs> you gonna send a letter, child? Send a letter. Send a... <laughs> no, no, I won't get a letter. You gonna, you, you you gonna get, get a certified letter? Certified letter. It's gonna, gonna be stamped, certified, stamped, certified, and everything. Yeah, I'll, I'll even put my header by uh, my uh, not not your header. My, le- my letter head on top. Not a letter head. Not my a letter head. The, my, the Bennett my... family will not be paying these invoices. 
listen, I'm, the letter the letter ain't even going to be that for me. The letter's going to be like, I beg your pardon, question mark. No, I'm just the benefit. Because <laughs> I know that's not you. You didn't send that to me for real. These are jokes. These are jokes. The Bennett family will not be participating in your financial endeavors. Have have a great day. Be blessed. <laughs> be blessed. Congrats on the marriage. But if you if you think for a second, like the fact that you would even send something like that to me lets me know that you do not know me. Because I know you don't think I'm giving you any money after that passive aggressive response. Like, no. No. Absolutely not. You're out of your mind. So. Don't if if there's anybody that's out there planning a wedding, thinking about doing a wedding. If people don't come, just take the L. Don't be sending nobody yeah, no invoices. Yeah, yeah, take the L. Just take the L. Yeah, take it. Move on in life. God will bless you doubly, triply, quadruply for for uh this this quote unquote missed wedding income or yeah, just, wasted money. You will be blessed doubly than you trying to penny pinch. But well, you hope. You hope. I, I, I don't, but with I, that penny pinching spirit, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Um, know, I don't know your blessing history. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know what you've done. I don't. <laughs> I'm not, I don't I'm not, know. I'm not gonna. I don't know your blessing balance. I'm just hoping <laughs> yeah, that gonna. for you in your life, God will give you, you know, something. You know, pressed down, shaken together, running over, overflowing I, 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 that there will not be room to receive. But I want to speak on your future blessings, right? I don't want to speak on that because I don't know where you I, are. I don't know. How that goes right you. i don't know where you are in your relationship with the lord and what your blessing situation looks like i want you calling me saying hey i didn't get these blessings i'm like i i don't know right the god, god is not using me yet to be the blessing via this invoice though but like i just don't don't do that don't do that just don't do it that's my advice don't do it just take your l and, and move on in silence just it's just better for everyone it's better Word. for everyone all right you ready yes um so that's that on that uh, if y'all have any thoughts, opposing opinions, uh, parts of this that we didn't see or didn't talk about, we would love to hear about it. Uh, you can comment on our social media pages, um, all of No Fair Pcast on Instagram, all of No Fair P1 on Twitter. We have all of No Fair um, podcast page on Facebook. Um, and then we have our Gmail, all of No Fair Pcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. So this week we are we're at Artist Spotlight. And this week's Artist Spotlight uh, is a young lady by the name of Tiwa Savage. Tiwa Savage is a Nigerian singer, songwriter, and actress. Um, She was born in Nigeria, in Lagos State, and uh, she moved to London when she was 11 to go to school and wait, Nate. Um, And then when she was uh, 16, she started doing um, backup vocal work for the likes of George Michael, Mary J. Blige. She did the UK version of The X Factor. Um, And then she went to Berklee College of Music in um, Boston with um, Major. I don't know if y'all know who Major is. He sings This Is Why I Love You. Um, The two of them were classmates in Berklee College of Music. So she's a classically trained singer, honey. She don't just be out here like me. She she knows things. She went to the school. She knows things. She's got it together. You're not shut shut yourself down. No, I'm just saying the lady went to school. I'm just trying to big her up. The lady went to school. You could do it without doing it at your own expense. That's fine. But she went to school. (laughs) And um, she signed a publishing deal with Sony back in 2009. 
she saw the Nigerian music industry growing. And so she decided to take her talents back to Nigeria and signed with a record label there. And she's been pretty much doing music ever since. Uh, she's released a few albums and EPs. Seems like she's doing things every, every two years, um, giving us continuous content. Uh, she was featured on the, uh, she has a publishing deal with, uh, Rock Nation and she was on, uh, Beyonce's, uh, what album is that? Uh, the Blackest, Blackest King, is it that one or the Lion King one? She was on one of those, um, um, featured vocally on one of those. And, uh, I like her voice. It's very pretty. I like her music a lot. Um, and she released uh, an EP this year called Water and Gari. Um, Gari is like a Nigerian dish, kind of, it's, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a, uh, like a porridge kind of thing, for lack of a better word, but just Google it. And one of the songs on this EP, Water and Gari, is with one of the greatest to ever open her mouth and sing, Miss Brandy. Rayanna Norwood. Um, Madam Vocal Bible. Madam Vocal Bible. The girls who say she can't sing. I don't understand what's wrong with you. She can. She does. She's everything. Um, and so they have a song on her song on her on Tiwa Savage album called uh, Somebody's Son. And Brandy is singing in Yoruba. It's great. I love it. Um, so get into Tiwa and Brandy, Somebody's Son. Should I try, try 
Yes. What can't Brandy do? What can't she do? The answer is nothing. She could do anything. She's been Cinderella. She's had Barbies. And she sings in Yoruba. There are no further debates are needed. She's the GOAT. Grand opening, grand closing. Yes, that was uh, only bested by Whitney Elizabeth Houston. <sighs> True story. That was Somebody's Son, Tiwa Savage, Brandy. Download the EP. It's a lot of bops on there. That's my favorite one, though. Get into it. So, yeah. That was that. Uh, now we're moving on to this week in Random. So, child, it's been a lot that's been happening, honey. I ain't even gonna hold y'all. Um, but I'm trying to get through it quick because semi over it at the same time. So, um, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the pod. You know, Shakari Richardson had um, tested positive for the Mary Jane and could not participate in the Olympics because she was banned for 30 days. But her ban was over by the time the Prefontaine Classic came around, which was held in, I believe, Oregon or somewhere over there on the Pacific Northwest. Either way, Shikari, you know, during the Olympics had tweeted, miss me yet? And we was just like, no girl, because Elaine and Shelly Ann and uh, Sharika are out here running. So no. We're fine. The rest of us, we're okay. Um, but we let her have it, you know, whatever. So apparently she was, you know, kind of, you know, talking, talking smack as is her custom. Cause she's a very, you know, braggadocious individual and you know, nothing wrong with that. You know, big up yourself. The Bible says somebody, you know, you know, sometimes well, not the Bible, the songwriter says, sometimes you have to encourage yourself and speak victory over the test. The Bible also says life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So I'm not opposed to sis speaking positively about herself. Um, that's what you're supposed to do. Cause if you ain't going to do it, nobody else will. Anyway. Um, so she raced in the hundred meter, uh, Final against uh, the three Jamaican ladies I mentioned, Elaine Shellyan, Shellyan, and Sharika, and uh, she placed ninth uh, because the other three ladies I mentioned took one, two, and three. And her post-race interview, she was like, "You know, people can talk all the stuff they want, blah 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 blah. I'm still that girl, yada yada yada." Um, I was a little bit annoyed that they cut to her for interviews as opposed to talking to the people who actually like placed the one because it, it was more about them in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. The media was being messy. There we go. So of course the Caribbean diaspora being what we are dragged Shikari for the filth, made mad jokes about her being slow <laughs> because if, it, if it's one thing you're never going to do with West Indians is talk trash as a non-West Indian about any of us. Half of us don't even really fool with Jamaicans like that. But what we're not about to let you do is talk about our island people any kind of way. And so all of the islanders I know banded together and dragged Shikari for a week straight. And I was entertained. I ain't even going to hold y'all. Um, one of the debates that came up from that whole situation was about her being arrogant and unsportsmanlike and whatever the case is. And there's a part of me that feels like, and that she needs to be humble. And there's a part of me that feels like we don't ask the same humility of men because I mean, Usain Bolt was braggadocious, but in his defense, A, he's a Jamaican man. Have you ever met a non-braggadocious Jamaican man in your life? I haven't. Every single Jamaican man I've ever met, no matter how old or young, most confident Negro walking earth 
every single one of them. I have never met a non-confident acting Jamaican man in my life ever. So that's just how they be acting, like period. So Usain is Jamaican, number one. Number two, he's been running fast for many years. Cause I remember Usain Bolt, like before I moved to this country, like he was coming up in the, like the teen circuit of track and field. Like he was becoming big. So like his name was not new to me by the time he started, you know, winning world championships and Olympics and stuff like that. Thirdly, despite his being braggadocious, he never talked trash, at least that I ever heard about any of his fellow competitors. Like he never was shady or like did stuff to make it seem like he didn't at the very minimum have respect for them. Like he has a likable personality publicly. I don't know what he's like privately because I don't know that man. But publicly, he has a very likable personality. Shikari does not. And that's the reason people feel so confident to drag her when she doesn't like live up to the talk essentially that she talks because it's like you got to pick a struggle in life like you can't be braggadocious not live up to the words you're saying and then have a foul personality on top of it one you can't do all honey you got to pick a struggle because it all three is just bad for business um and then the feather in the cap for why people are kind of over her right now is Allison Felix, who is the most decorated American female track and field athlete of all time. Uh, and I believe she's retiring after this uh, track and field season because she's like 35 <laughs> and she's been running since she was like a teenager um, professionally. So she's retiring. And Allison Felix was on one of the late night shows and she was asked about Shikari. And essentially what she said was, you know, I wish her... I wish her nothing but greatness. She's a great athlete. She's brought a lot of attention to the to the sport of track and field. Um, she's really fast. She's very talented. I see her being in the sport for a long time. I just hope that she has, you know, the support she needs around her to kind of keep pushing forward and, you know, just keep getting better and better. Nothing shady about it. Nothing funny style. Like it was very much elder stateswoman, you know, kind of, giving her blessing to usher in the next generation of runners that will take the sport to the next level. Shakari decides to get on uh, social media and basically like in her stories, post something to the effect of, I'm trying to see if I can find exactly what she what she said so I don't mis, uh, misunderstand, so I don't misrepresent what she said. Like she basically, hold on, I'm trying to find it. Uh, yeah. Uh, encouraging words on TV shows as just are just as real as well, nothing at all. And then she followed it up with be a good person, but don't waste time proving it. And it was just like, why did you think that what Allison Felix said on TV was like disparaging to you or shady to you? Or like, it really did seem like, I've never heard of Allison Felix being shady to or having a problem with anyone. And again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes in the track and field world. I'm just a spectator. But to me, it kind of seemed like a very <laughs> un 
unwarranted response based on what we heard Allison Felix say. And so it just opened Shikari up for people to drag her even more. And I'm just like, now I feel like the attention on this girl isn't even about her running talent anymore. It's based on her social media engagement. Cause another thing that happened was apparently somebody made like a shady comment about the Jamaicans and she like commented and liked it. And it was like, like, do you not realize that you're a public figure now and everything you say and do will be like heavily scrutinized by people like and <laughs> we were talking about this in the car and you know I feel like in her head she's like I'm the underdog and so she feels like she needs to act out this like anti media anti-establishment or whatever you want to call it type of narrative and it's like you can be the underdog and still not be a jerk yeah, like I, I, I think that um, people are doing too much. Like, I what I, what I've gotten from like looking at her Twitter and things like that. Like, she wants to be the person who kind of like, I'm gonna be who I am, mm-hmm. right? That's how she's kind of come off. Like, I'm gonna be who I am, and I'm not trying to let the media change me. And mm-hmm. I think she's trying to like do that. But it seems like you're going out of your way. Mm-hmm. To make it so it makes it seem like you're not being who you are because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're making you're going out of your way. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was also saying was like the problem is is like how media is. It always makes everything two sides mm-hmm. and two and both sides be wrong. Yeah. Um, so on one side you have the person be like, um, Shikari can do what she wants and mm-hmm. everything from there, and this shouldn't affect her, which. I understand what's being said, but it's kind of like she like saying bad things about others. It, it that's what disparages you from others. Yeah, like, because like even like Usain Bolt, um, pe- people talk about people in braggadocious all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Usain Bolt, the Williams sisters, yeah, um, LeBron James. Like they talk about a lot of people. Kobe, Kobe, like a lot right. of people being braggadocious. Rest peace. But they also don't talk bad about the others. There's they just talk great about themselves. Yeah, you can talk great about yourselves without feeling like you have to push down others. Right. And when you feel like you're pushing down others, that's when you get the backlash. Yeah. You can do, you can do one without the other. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So on that side, and the other side are people feeling as if like, oh, she needs to be humble and she's not acting humble enough and everything and that's all wrong also yeah yeah <laughs> so like it makes you feel like people like want to put you in one of those two categories and the reality is it's, it's somewhere in the middle right um right. it's just she just needs a pr person and i was um we were talking about before and i was saying i was like i'm not sure if she has a capital for a pr person somebody need to find it for her um first. because like i think that's that might be the problem also because like she she hasn't won any medals yet yeah. So I'm not sure if she has the capital or the wherewithal to have to pay for a PR person. Yeah. Cause I think she had a Nike deal, but like I'm, I don't know where her financial situation was before that. Right. I don't know where her family situation is, so I'm not sure if she has money. She needs money to like live first. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like that. That um, I don't know, cause like she she's a PR person. There's someone to go through, but like she's kind of like just doing a thing herself. And if she's upset, she's gonna do that. I think. I think what happened was Allison Ford was saying that in the midst of everybody being upset, mm-hmm. in the midst of like her being upset because everybody was coming down on her. Mm-hmm. So she was just taking the negative out of that of like Allison Ford just trying to 
come off as she's better than her mm-hmm. as like oh i'm gonna be the bigger person that's how she was taking she was taking a negative out of it basically right. out of what she was saying so she took offense to it because of it because she's 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 feeling a certain way because of all the backlash coming to right. her so that is when someone the pr person like hey maybe she doesn't mean that way and this and and this is how the public is taking it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like to until like even if she if, even if she doesn't mean it that way, the public is taking it this way. So you have to be mindful of that. Right. So like that that th- those are the things that a PR person would um manage. It's not really like saying, "Don't be yourself." Like I I don't think that um it should go through the PR person taking control of the whole thing because her fans like her because she's personable. Mm-hmm. So like I wouldn't say the PR person just take away everything. So I'm not saying do that, but just to like talk it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I I don't think there's there's no filter between her and social media. Yes. It's just her. I have emotion. Social right. media. And there's nothing between that, which mm-hmm. means like I don't know if she's she has a PR person. Like it, PR people are expensive. Yeah. To do that, so it's like it's not a cheap thing. So she just might not have somebody for that. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I hope that everything goes well with her. I hope yes. that she eventually gets um a PR person, um and everything. Like, like I know because, she, because because even if she was winning and she did well and got first place in that thing, it still would be bad if she was talking down. Yes. It, like yeah. it's because like yeah. you, you can't punch down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't punch down. You just, yeah. you just can't. Yeah. Like, anytime you if you're doing well, you punching down will only make people like, come on. Right, and it's you, like you, you can you can pick yourself up, yeah, but not punch down. Yeah, because here's the thing, like I said, I don't know any of these people personally, but I have never heard of a story with anybody having a problem with Allison Felix. Allison Felix is probably one of the more unproblematic track and field athletes out there. So it's like you trying to come for somebody who, to the general public, has an unblemished record. Like when you already teetering on shaky ground, you gonna get dragged too. So it's like you got to figure out how to stop putting yourself in situations where you keep you keep ending up being the point of attack. Like it's like she doesn't understand like you have to be mindful about everything you say and who you're talking about, because inevitably people will find what you said, see it, share it, screenshot it, whatever. And then it becomes, a, it balloons into a much bigger thing than what you intended it to be. And now you're, you're open to all this negative commentary and negative energy coming towards you because of something you said in the moment. And it's like, you can't be braggadocious and talking about bigging yourself up and being positive and blah, 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 blah. But then like doing things to spread negativity and attract negativity to yourself. Like you gotta, you gotta pick a lane and stay in it. I'm not saying that you can't act like you're not bothered about stuff. You can't act like things don't bother you. Like you can't act like things don't upset you. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is like, if you want to keep like I know she's gone through a lot of stuff with her mom dying and a lot of this has been a year of a lot for her. So I understand like it's a lot to process, it's a lot to deal with. But like at the same time, like you got to kind of put on your lenses as a professional athlete and somebody with a lot of exposure to the media and to the public to just be a little more mindful of 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 what you're doing because 
one little thing can turn into a news cycle story that lasts for a couple of days. And now you got to deal with that and people talking about you and saying you this and saying you that. Like you just attracting negativity to yourself when you could have just shut up. Shutting up is always free. And I don't know why people don't take advantage of it. It would just, it would just be better if people sometimes just shut up. But I don't know. I hope, I hope sis can get the help she needs both mental health wise, professionally, and with a social media slash PR manager because Jesus, be offense. Sis is not doing good. Yeah. Um, be, before we go to the next topic, I know we gotta keep going. Mm. Um, speaking of, I don't know. I guess not listening to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so this past two weeks, there was a big thing with OnlyFans. Right? Uh-huh. I, I didn't see any doctor that's gonna bring it up. Mm. Um, so OnlyFans was like, hey, we are not doing sexual explicit material. Mm-hmm. Right? There was like, we're not gonna do this anymore. And I guess it was had to do with um, banks. Mm-hmm. Because like um, certain banks won't associate with you mm-hmm. when you do sexual uh, explicit material. Yes. So they were like, we're not gonna mess with you and everything. So like, they were like, oh, we're not gonna do this anymore. Starting October first, not gonna do this anymore. Mm-hmm. The problem is they didn't realize that mostly pro, mostly uh, things we didn't go to them in the first place is because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said this recently was like, OnlyFans didn't real well did not listen to their fan base or everything. They, they thought that their platform was more important. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, no, people like us. Right. No. People go in there for the nakedness yeah. <laughs> and the sex. That's that's why they <laughs> they're do. going there for that. That's, li- that's literally what OnlyFans they're, is known they're, for. They're going to see their person. Right. Is it, does OnlyFans have other, other content? Because to my knowledge, that's all the content that's they're, there. They're going to see the creator. And, like, companies have this problem of, like, not letting their creator understand like the creator makes them mm-hmm. like you you're just a pla- you're just a vehicle mm-hmm. if no one's driving you then you're not you're not going anywhere mm-hmm. and like they were saying that's what happened with vine mm-hmm. with vine because vine basically people are like yo you keep using our, cre- our creation our creation making your platform mm-hmm. pay us and Vine was like nah son we the platform <laughs> so he was like we out and then vine was like Deuces. Yeah, Vine folded very quickly there. Yeah, because like they, they weren't paying the people, and Instagram yeah. was like, "Hey, we pay, we pay you over here." Right, and people was like, "Well, let me shimmy on over to Instagram and see what the kids is doing." The creators make you, yeah. even though OnlyFans was probably created for artists and people to create things. It was created like a Patreon mm-hmm. to do the thing like that. Mm-hmm. That's not what people want, but what it's known for. You need to adapt <laughs> for what it's known for. And right. Use it. Right. Because they'll just go somewhere else. They'll just go to Patreon. And Patreon is like, come, come to me. Come to me. <laughs> come, I'll, yes. I'll take you. <laughs> we'll, we'll take your money. I'll take your money. Come. Yeah. <laughs> so like OnlyFans, because like only, and of course OnlyFans this this past week was like, just playing, just playing. Come, come back, please. Come. Don't, don't take the money away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't take the money and away. I, I don't know. They might have already burned the bridge, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. OnlyFans like, don't take the money away. Come back, please. Sorry. Like, come back. The girls back. like, nah, we good. Come back, please. We good. You, st- you stunted on us after making <laughs> millions upon millions of dollars from our content and people visiting your platform to see us. Don't <laughs> He's like, get out playing. of my face. Stop playing. Come on. Come. Come. Yeah. They like, girl, come we done moved on to Patreon or wherever else. All the investors were like, all right, we can catch you all later. <laughs> Pretty much. It's, it's not looking good. <laughs> It's not looking good. It's not giving. It's not giving. It's not giving what it's supposed to give. They're playing games. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Speaking. Speaking of crazy things. So I'm about to talk about two Chicago Negroes real quick, and then I'm gonna move on. Um. So the R. Kelly trial is underway, 
and you know all the things are being talked about there's all these jane does uh there's there's boys that are part of this conversation it's a lot that's going on a lot of details are coming out more you know more in depth um from none of it is necessarily surprising i guess it's just more detail um on the stuff that you know was publicly known about and the stuff that was in the uh surviving r kelly uh documentaries or whatever um I don't know how Robert think he not going to jail. Robert has to know. This is a federal case. They have a 95% conviction rate. You're not going to be in the 5% that don't get convicted. You going to jail. Um, I think the thing for me that's slightly troubling is that there are people who are genuinely shocked by this R. Kelly news. Like, oh my God, he was doing that? He did that? Like, was y'all with y'all heads under a rock? Like, and this is not like Gen Z's who like, don't know anything about this because they didn't even exist or they were babies when it happened. This is people my age and older who appear to be like, I can't believe he did something like that. I'm like, come on, really? Really? Like, I really think that people thought that all those people on those documentaries surviving R. Kelly and all this, and they thought all of that was lies. I really think they thought that. And now that they're seeing stuff come out um, in the court documents, now they're like, ugh. But yet and still, there are people who still don't believe. Like I saw a comment underneath one of the articles where somebody was like, this isn't even fair, man. Uh, R. Kelly was getting ready to become a billionaire. And because he's a black man, they had to stop him from becoming a billionaire. And so they made all this stuff up. I said, all right. There's a lot of things in this world I'm going to argue about. Robert Kelly being a disgusting, predatory pedophile is not one of the things I'm debating. That's a fact. I'm not, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about it no more with none of y'all. If you don't believe that to be the truth, then that's your business. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. The facts are the facts. But I, I'll, I'll be very interested to see how this all winds down. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wild out there. It's wild out there. Um, the other Chicago Negro I'm going to talk about, um, Kanye Omari West. Um, I'm concerned. Um, I'm not sure. I've, I've seen video footages and clips from these listening parties he's been doing. I don't know if a listening party is all of this. And that's all I'm going to say. Y'all could do y'all could read between the lines, but like the imagery, some of the guests that have been at this, like it's a little creepy. I ain't even going to hold y'all. Yeah. Like it's, um, it's giving, it's giving creepy. But like what, what, what okay. I, based off of what he said, I think he, he's just, it's giving weird. It's giving weird, number one. Number two, I think he's just... He literally said he's just doing it to promote his album. Like, so basically, like the whole um, the baby and Marilyn Manson, he didn't support them. He said, like, oh, I don't really support what they did, but I know that when people see them, they're going to be, be talking about my album. So he's, he's literally just a person who's, like, trying to get on, on social media. It's That's all he is. And he's doing all these crazy things, not understanding that. Which, which is, which but is, you're which, Kanye which, West. Which, which, you don't have to do all these gimmicks and, and, but, and stunts and shows. But that's what's been the problem for the last couple of years. That's why we've always had an issue with him for the last couple of years. Because he keeps doing these gimmicks. Just He's like doing gimmicks for the likes, not realizing the big impact it's having. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what's the issue. Like, 
these gimmicks with the um with the red hat. You know, like he's doing this, not understanding the impact of what you're doing. Yeah. Like, do you not understand how big of a star you are? <laughs> right. Like, it's like, like I feel like he doesn't realize how big of a star he is. That yeah. like everything you do is impact and it negatively affects the world. Right. Like you, you are you are Kanye West. You did not have to do all of this for the people to go buy an album. Like, it wasn't necessary. Like, just it it you didn't have to, you, you you don't have to do gimmicks. Like, just this whole Sunday service thing has been very gimmicky to me from the start. I never believed any of it. I feel like. It it's funny. It, it he moving funny, and then the fact that you have your mom, your deceased mom's name, on this project, and you're and you're moving crazy like this, and looking how you looking. I don't I don't like that, and I I don't think your mama like it either. But that's not my business. Um, the other part of this story that was interesting is apparently, um, I don't know if you guys know who Brie Babineau is, but she's a gospel singer. She went viral like maybe like 10 years ago um her it was her in a living room or something like that with two other girls and they were singing and like her voice is like really powerful and just it captures you and so she went viral you know that turned into her getting a record deal she's put out a few um albums beautiful voice beautiful girl beautiful singer um and apparently Kanye used the vocals on one of her viral videos on his album, but she is neither credited nor compensated. She had no idea her vocals were being used till friends were texting her like, oh, congrats on your feature on the Kanye album. And she was like, excuse me, feature on the Kanye album? Who? When did that happen? When did I, when did I do that? And so apparently uh, Kanye just said, you know, I like the sound of this. I'm gonna just put it on my album and not like credit or anything. So in the comments, because she posted the story on Instagram, she was somebody was like, um, "I say it's in the in the holiest way I know how." Sue and I agree. Sue Kanye West pants off for using your voice and your likeness without crediting you or asking for your permission. Like for all this, we're about the creator. I'm about the artist. Talk that Kanye has kind of been on you know better. And I know stealing of artists intellectual property has been happening forever. We've watched enough movies, biopics about people stealing from artists to know that this happens all the time. But it's just like, again, similar to Shikari, Kanye, you are in the public sphere and you're a visible person that everyone is looking at everything you do is being scrutinized and you've done these large alleged super spreader events to promote this album. Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's been waiting for it to come out. Why on earth would you release this or why on earth would you use this, uh, this person's art without compensating or crediting them appropriately for it. Uh, but then I went on the shade room and apparently Kanye West posted universal, put my album out without my approval. And they blocked jail two from being on the album. But apparently jail two is now on the album. Cause I heard it. No, no. Well, I, I don't know. That, that is me. I, I got to see how it looks on um, the other platform. I know title. Okay. It's on title. Cause I, yeah. I heard it, but, but there's that. I'm serious on the way and then man. apparently soldier boy, uh, Kanye had asked Soldier Boy to be on a song 
and he did a verse, but then he didn't put the verse on the album. So now Soldier Boy is feeling away and is posting about it. So I'm just like, this album is just so surrounded with foolery. Like I'm not even trying to download it or nothing. I don't need that negative energy in my phone. I don't even need it. I'm like, cause it popped up on title today, like album dropped. And I'm just like, I don't, I'm not downloading it. I'm not doing nothing with it. If y'all want to go get into it, that's y'all business. But it's just too much ish surrounding this for me. Much, and I'm just too like, much, too much fooly wang. Too much fooly wang. And I don't, I don't have time. I don't care. I'll just go back and listen to college dropout and graduation and the classics and call it a day. I don't need all this from 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 this dude. I don't need it. I'll just go back and listen to normal Kanye and just relive the good old days. And I'm gonna call it a day. That's that's another story. Speaking of Chicago people, what happened to Chance the Rapper? I saw an article and I didn't read it all the way through because it was kind of long. But they were like, how did Chance the Rapper go from being like hip hop's like boy wonder to being like eh and somebody said Kanye West was the reason um, that, that was part of the reason <laughs> I it, was it like, was because was. Um, like, it, was, it was that um, it was because it was Kanye West first mm-hmm. because when Kanye West was wilding out and they asked Chance the Rapper about it and Chance the Rapper was like he's still a genius and like mm-hmm. he was still supporting him even though he was doing his nonsense mm-hmm. and like so it seemed like he was excusing him yeah. he probably just knows him personally so right. it's like it's I the Kanye West thing was like the funny thing is I can't criticize anybody who's his friend, mm-hmm. right? Like Dave Chappelle, Chance because right. like they know him, so like they don't want to they're not gonna disparage their friend. like right. They're just not gonna disparage like because they know them more than we do. Mm-hmm. It's just how it looks publicly. I understand why. Yeah, and then so, when he released that album and it didn't and and it didn't and, give and, what it was and, supposed and to that, give. And that goes hand in hand with it. Yeah, because um it's it was. It, I think um, people felt like it was a more a stark difference from his previous projects. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there was good songs on there, but because they it weren't. was, huh? They weren't. I'm pretty sure there's, there's always weren't. one or two songs on every album. They were. They weren't. I didn't like. It. I can't think of a single one that's memorable. I don't like any of. Them. Like I deleted it off my thing. I was like, nah, I can't fool with this. But um, this ain't good. <laughs> but like, I I think that like it was it was a stark difference, and and because like a lot of people like Chance the rapper from Acid Rap. Mm-hmm. Right, and acid rap was like a big difference about yeah. him going through drug issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like that. yeah. And then you like so it was like it's just a big transition from his core audience. Yeah, yeah. So like, and then he was and like it, it was just it was just a big it was a difference, and like so like I think he expected a certain impact mm-hmm. on from that album that didn't, didn't come. Hit. Yeah. So like I think he had to refocus, and I think yeah. it, I think it takes time to refocus. Yeah. From like. A way you feel, and apparently he and, and people were saying like, "I don't give a damn about your family, <laughs> right? Like I don't care about your family. You talk about your family, like people, what people were saying." So like, it's yeah. kind of you probably stepped away. Like, let me refocus and figure yeah. out what I'm gonna do next. A part, a part of that too is apparently he is embroiled in a lawsuit with his former management because essentially he tried to, or he not tried to, he he fired his previous management after the big day album did not perform the way he hoped it would but did not want to compensate the manager um for services rendered by the manager up until the point he cut the album off or the or up until the point he decided to cut um his relationship with the manager and the manager is kind of like okay the album didn't do what it was supposed to do but i did my job as your manager 
I shopped it. I got it where it needed to go. I did the things I needed to do. You were the one that was not, you know, doing your studio sessions the way you were supposed to. You were effing around. I was trying to get you to, to, you know, do certain things. You weren't doing it. And as a result of your work ethic being garbage, that's why the album did not get the response you hoped it would. Not me. And so... You know, there is a there's a legal battle. There, there, was, there were two different lawsuits. It says first, the um, ex manager sued Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. and then this year, Chance the Rapper sued the ex manager. Yeah, they're they're basic. He basically countersued, and is basically like, I don't believe I owe you any money, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> he's he's, he's damaging because he's saying he damaged the the reputation of Chance the Rapper. That's yeah. Chance Rapper. Chance Rapper saying for his exploiting his position, demanding kickbacks, and damaging the musician's reputation. It's also, but I mean, even even if that is the case, it's it's not helping to uh, to uh, re re. Uh, it's not fixing it. It's not fixing anything because people still feel like maybe he was overhyped. Like that's that's the end. That's the bottom line. But yeah, I, I'm curious to see how these how these two suits will end up playing out. But it's like, yeah, man. I feel like he was on such a trajectory, and now it's like, what's what's Chance the Rapper doing? It's very strange. Um, but we're gonna move on. Uh, so a couple months ago, uh, we remember Lil Nas X did the did the Call Me by Your Name video, and you know the people was like, he's mocking Christianity, he's mocking our religion, doing all that. He has the devil in there. I'm like, okay, I didn't know that was Christianity, but y'all go ahead. Um, and then he put out like a sneaker that was supposedly had a drop of blood in it or something like that. And people was up in arms talking about rituals, yada, yada, yada. So apparently Tony Hawk, the famous um, skateboarder, um, had his blood drawn and they're going to put the blood in paint that will go on a line of skateboards that somebody's making. I don't remember who. And Lil Nas X was like, wait, where's the dragon for Tony Hawk? Because y'all called me everything but a child of God with them sneakers. So where's the dragon for Tony Hawk and the blood paint? Where is it? And I was like, Mr. Nas X is correct. I I would like to know um, where the dragon is because it doesn't seem like anybody's as pressed or concerned about demonic things and anti-Christianity when Tony Hawk is doing it. And so it made me wonder, why is everything demonic and anti-Christian when black people do something? Every time. I just want to know. Every single time. I just want to know. And that's why. Like, who decided it? I've, I've made I that answers. statement before. It's like. Because I don't see. I, Tony Hawk ain't trended nowhere. It's always black people are the antichrist, anti-Christianity. Um, like they're, they're like. Um, sell their soul to the devil for for fame. Mm-hmm. It's always black people. They do that for black. Every time a black person gets any money, it's always that case. Yeah. They don't say that for any white people ever. And white people doing some wild stuff. Wild stuff. <laughs> wild, wild, super wild, super wild. I'm just like, and like it, it never happens. Like white people, white people be, and and white people be doing it to black people all the time, and you, we, we don't, we just let, we let it happen. Yeah, I'm like, they be supporting so many rock people that do devilish things all the time, right? <laughs> but they were, like, like, and like they Marilyn say, Manson still has a fan base to this day. Yeah, Marilyn Manson, day. Kiss, like there's there's so many big name. White people that like they 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 don't say they worship the devil. They're yeah. like okay, 
they let it go. Everybody listens to the music. It's always black it's people. Always, when black people are listening, it's because right. the Illuminati. Yes. <laughs> like when the when the hurricane and hit we, New- and, we, and we And black, we just, just listen to them like, oh, yes. Be going along with it. Like when the it's when trash. Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, first storyline, it's because they do voodoo worship. And black people was going along with it. Like, and I'm like, or... Like, that, that's what drives me crazy. It, or, it's not the fact that white, white people do white people stuff. Yeah. It's the fact that black people go listen to them. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why. And I'm like... There's that's, so many reasons why the hurricane affected Katrina. I mean, the hurricane affected New Orleans the way it did. That had nothing to do with the voodoo. And speaking of New Orleans, please keep them lifted up in prayer. Um, Hurricane Ida made landfall over there a couple hours ago. Um, hopefully the damage isn't too severe. Hopefully the people that needed to get out were able to get out. And hopefully they will be able to come back once things settle down and rebuild because you know I don't know if a lot of people know this but like New Orleans is very much going through a period of gentrification because when Hurricane Katrina happened and people evacuated and were taken to other states they never came back they were never able to come back and well, so there was a, they weren't able to come back they weren't able to come back because there was no plan in place by the government or anybody to bring them back to like restart their lives in New Orleans. So there was a lot of just like open vacant properties that was bought up, that was boarded up. And so, you know, white people came in and started gentrifying it. And so now it's not even New Orleans, it's NOLA now, which is, you know, giving you an idea of how, uh, how gentrified it's become and is continuing to be. And, you know, if, people that evacuated this time around can't come back that gentrification will continue until it's no longer the black city that yeah. it has been for it happened in many, 2006 many years. right the hurricane i believe so Katrina. 2006 yeah yeah we went 2008 begin 2008 i know we went um me and people went to go help out cuz it was still crazy down there mm-hmm. in 2008 begin mm-hmm. 2008 um to go help out with like um 2008 t- Yep, in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, to go help um, tear down a couple of uh, houses because, like, they were still um, flooded. They were still boarded up. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, we did volunteer teaching. We did a lot of things like that. The reason why we were trying to um, take out, clean out the houses, because what was happening was before the hurricane, because it was so much damage, they boarded up the houses. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And they board up the houses because, like, I guess to prevent the water damage. Now that there's water damage, they're saying you can't get back into the house. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. But if no one goes down there and cleans out the houses, they're going to deem the houses abandoned mm-hmm. and give it to somebody else. And that's what was happening. It mm-hmm. happened to many houses. Yep, yep. So that's why we went down there to tear it out, to air out the house so that they won't lose the house. Mm-hmm. Because that's what was happening. They would yeah. lose the house. And then people were just buying up these houses mm. and doing it now. And then now selling it for a, a more expensive price. Mm. Um, even that whole thing with Tom Cruise went down there. It was like Tom Cruise and Angela Jolie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tom Cruise. I'm sorry. Um, Brad Pitt and Angela Jolie, they went the down. white people are not interchangeable, Mark. They're not. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Jolie, like... Like you, like the funny thing is, we went in January and March. Mm. In January, there were a bunch of like pink houses. Mm-hmm. It was like they, they like they had like I guess a mock thing of pink houses. Like this, we're gonna build all these new houses there. Mm-hmm. 
We went there in March. They were gone. Mm. <laughs> right. That's number one. Number two, the problem was they're going to rebuild these houses and a lot of people who came back, they were, they were living there before, can't afford them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what was happening. They were like, they would not be able to afford them to come yeah. back. Yeah. And like, so I, I, I'm not sure if that was on Andrew, on them mm-hmm. or if it was on just like, they just didn't really understand the extent of the situation mm-hmm. of how racist things be. <laughs> But like it, it, like that, the whole New Orleans thing, it was insane. I don't know if y'all knew the extent of how crazy the whole thing was. Because mm-hmm. like even like people talking about it was voodoo. Like it wasn't voodoo. It was they didn't build the wall correctly. Yes, they didn't build the levee correctly, and they did not have an effective evacuation plan in place yeah. for people. Like there was, there literally was supposed to be. Like if you look at the wall for them, for the um, ninth ward versus everyone else, the wall for them is like it's it was, it was shorter than me. Mm-hmm. Right. And they left a boat in the water. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to clear out the boat, mm-hmm. and the boat crashed into the wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was like it was, it was just like a bunch of nonsense like that. Yes, it was, it was like it was, it was mad crazy stuff happening that like destroyed that community. And like people like, oh no, it's because like that's what drives you crazy. Like I say, it's just like it's not the fact that some white people be white people and, and saying crazy things. Mm-hmm. It's just we be like, oh yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just falling for the nonsense. Yeah. That drives me crazy. Yeah. What's so, next? what's next? Yeah, just just pray for New Orleans and and and, and what's going on right now cuz you know, there's people what I'm reading so far is uh the storm watches in effect until 8 p.m. tonight. Um there may be tornadoes possible happening. Uh, more than 400,000 people are without uh electricity. Um airline flights are canceled. You know, it's the 16th anniversary of Katrina. I did not know that. And uh, so, yeah, New Orleans going through it again. So hopefully, hopefully this time will not be as devastating and that the government will have a better response to actually like helping people recover. Yeah. And, and, and they and they've rebuilt the wall since then, though. Yes. So hopefully so it should be better. Hopefully crossing our fingers and toes um, and a bit of nostalgia, changing subjects to something happier. Um, the trailer for ATL 2. Uh, was teased this week and I'm ready. I don't know about what the rest of you are doing, but I want to see Nunu, Rashad, uh, and all the boys and girls. Uh, well, not boys and girls because they grown now, but uh, whatever ATL2 is giving, I'm ready to go see it. I've already decided whenever it drops, God willing, if I'm alive, I'm going to be watching because that's just like my high school, my high school years joy. Because I remember watching that movie. So I've watched that movie mad times. I know you ain't hit me in my face with some money. That's so disrespectful. I know that ain't who I think it is. I know that ain't who I think it is. It's going to be a Netflix movie, I guess. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be. T.I. put it on his, uh, I saw it on his social media. He didn't, I don't think they said anything about where it was going to be released or who was involved in producing or whatever, or whatever the case is. But I'm excited about it because A, high school nostalgia, B, all of the people, all of the original characters are still alive. Jason Weaver, Evan Ross, um, the twins, like it was nice to see everybody. Apparently though, that trailer's from 10 years ago that they that they released, like the the actual shot. Cause one of the twins, somebody was like, oh, where's the other twin? And she was like, oh, this was shot like how many ever years ago I was working on another show. So I wasn't able to join them, but 
you know, I've heard rumblings about the show, about the movie being made for years. So hopefully we don't have to wait too long for it to come out. Um, prayers up for Jesse Jackson and his wife. Um, both of them are hospitalized with COVID. Um, I was reading earlier today, Jesse Jackson is 79. He has been moved to a rehab facility, but his wife is still in the ICU. Um, his wife was unvaccinated because she had pre-existing health conditions um, that, you know, I guess her doctors felt like they weren't sure how the vaccine was going to affect her. So they, you know, did not recommend for her getting the vaccine. Um, Jesse did. So, you know, I hope the both of them pull through because, you know, to be in your late seventies and fighting COVID, that can't be no joke. So prayers up to them. Uh, prayers up also for the family of Chadwick Bozeman, the one year anniversary of his death passed, I believe, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was the 28th. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. It's been one year. Um, his wife performed at a stand up for cancer benefit and it was beautiful. You can see that she's trying to hold it together by the skin of her teeth, but she did a great job. And, you know, uh, it's just, it's just unbelievable to, you know, think that he, he's gone. You know what I mean? Like I saw Lupita made some posts, um, talking about, you know, missing him. Um, Ryan Coogler made a post as well. A few of the staff, uh, not staff, the castmates from Black Panther made a post. So it was just like, hmm, shaking my head. It's very sad. Also rest in peace to Michael Jackson. Uh, it's his birthday today, okay. the 29th. He would, he would have been 63 if he was still alive. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Yeah. But you know, their work lives on. So that was it. Um, in terms of new music, uh, Rotimi from uh, Power, Dre from Power, he's also a singer. Rotimi, AKA Nigerian Butterscotch. Um, he released an album called <laughs> All or Nothing. If you follow him on, on social media, you know why I said that. Um, and then West Side Gun from the uh, Griselda Collective uh, released a mixtape, Hitler Wears Hermes 8, Sincerely Adolf is the name. Uh, it's very interesting, but that's that's the theme of his. Uh, he's released eight of these with the same Erm, Hitler Wears Hermes um, things. So yeah, if you're looking for some music to get into, those are those are two things. You know, you've got a little rap, you've got a little R and B, and I mean, if you want to go listen to Donda, that's your business, but would not recommend. Um, that's y'all business though. So yeah, that was pretty much it. That's all. That's all we've got happening here on today. Anything else? Um, I think that is it. Okay. Okay. What? Sorry, I'm being weird. Um, don't judge me though. Don't judge me. So please don't judge me. So yeah, y'all, it's been real. We appreciate y'all. We thank y'all for listening. And until next time, we, we bid, bid you adieu. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. 